You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 99 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Celeste, and I just have one song to start us off with that in mind. Go for it. 99 episodes of Ghoul Friends on the podcast, 99 (laughs) episodes of Ghoul Friends, take one down, pass it around, 98 episodes of Ghoul Friends, episodes on the podcast, and I'll do that entirely until we get to one. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your episode for this week, folks. (laughs) This is the episode where people hurled themselves off of buildings because they could not stand it. And we never made it to episode 100. (laughs) No, I know. That's, I mean, I know we say it like every time, but... 99? That's the last episode, or this is the last episode in the double, double digits. digits. Crazy. That's pretty weird. Who would have thought? Because, I mean, when did we start the podcast? 2019? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. That we'd be here, like in Charleston, for one. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> and looking at hitting 100 episodes, like, that's truly incredible. It's pretty cool. Yeah. We'll yeah. have to find something good to do. Yeah, we'll do something special for Yeah. Me. Maybe we, we put some polls up on Instagram and yeah. get some ideas. Let the people tell us what they want. Let the people speak. We're here to serve. That's our. That's what we do. Yep. All right. So it is hotter than hell. I see that McDonald's fountain soda you were trying to discreetly drink. I'm going to call you out. <laughs> well, I didn't want the ice to shake. Fair enough. Or that like ungodly sound when the straw like comes out of the cup a little bit and it like squeaks. Okay, so we went to the movies last weekend, I and I tell the story. almost throat punched a 17-year-old. <laughs> I guess I had forgotten how annoying people can be. People are fucking annoying. Yeah. Like, why, this, okay, they don't know the story. So we're sitting there, go to the movies. Yeah. I'm not a big movie person to begin with. But you love me, so you do it anyway. I did. And just people, like, I don't know what it is about eating popcorn that people feel they have to have, like... Like, they can't shove enough in their mouth. I know. I'm like, you're going to choke for like, one thing. why do you need that much pot? Like, take a couple pieces in your hand, put it in your mouth, and then chew it. Like, yeah. why do you have to, like, I know. Power, like, power drive popcorn into your gullet. Like, stop. <laughs> and, I mean, I get it. Pop Pop at the movies is, like, the best. It's, but, oh, it's the greatest popcorn. But, like, it, it's not going anywhere. It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's going to be in that bucket. And I then when you, you see the people that have the huge buckets, you're like, this is going to take a while. <laughs> you're going to have to listen to this for a while. And it's insane, too. Like, I remember my uncle um, can, like, and this is yeah. his husband. Um, he can, like, literally finish a bucket and, like, we'll go back mid-movie <laughs> for the free refill. And I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah, like, no. I could barely get through... We got a small for the two of us, and we barely touched it. Yeah. You can't eat that much popcorn. Fun fact, one time, um, Caitlin wanted to go to the movies because uh, the new... Remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie had just come out? And you made us go, and um, you got popcorn, but you, like... I don't, like, doused it in butter, and I remember getting so sick after that Yeah, that was a lot. (laughs) The the popcorn will get you if you're not careful, but it is so good. It is really good. Yeah. Back to the straw story. Yep. The kid next to me was literally like, I'm going to do it just for the people. I'm going to die. <clears throat> he did that for like 15 minutes. And it was the end of the movie, so I like didn't say anything. But he, I'm like, you realize it's quiet in here and you're being absolutely obnoxious. And I almost start punched him. Mm-hmm. Very close. Yeah. People just don't <laughs> quite understand movie theater etiquette. Why? What are you laughing at now? My paper towel story. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. You should you can tell that one. Um, one time, this was a lot. This was before we met, but I was in Charleston living uh-huh. with my brother. Yep. And we were at the movies, and this girl was like 
nonstop texting on her phone, like, and it was like bright, you know, because it's like super, it was yeah. really annoying. And my brother just goes to the bathroom, comes back <laughs> with a wet paper towel and threw it at her face <laughs> in the side of the face. And he was like, put your phone away. <laughs> she did not touch her phone for the rest of the movie. That's awful, though. Like Horrible. Like, we were talking... Um, Babers and Leashy yeah. came over yesterday. <laughs> Babers was like, I will fucking punch someone if they did that. Yes, Bailey absolutely <laughs> would, knowing her. I, don't, I would never do that, but it no. was pretty funny. And the fact that she, like, didn't say anything. She got the message about her phone. <laughs> Put the phone away. Did she leave or did she stay in the movie? No. See, I would have been out. I would have been, like, <laughs> so mortified and upset. I'd have had to see myself out of that movie. Pretty much. Yeah, don't go. Don't do that though, people. We're not telling you to go chuck wet paper towels. If you know my brother, you know that he's an animal. He's, he doesn't. <laughs> he's barbaric. <laughs> like that. Technically, I think is like assault. <laughs> yeah. Don't be doing that, but also don't be on your phones during the movie. Correct. Like, be a, a decent human and watch the movie. You're paying like fifty dollars to be there, so you might as well enjoy what you came to see. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. So let's see what else we got going on in our. Lives. I mean, we had a tie dye party. Last we did. Night. That was fun. Yep. It was your first time tie dyeing? It was my first time tie dyeing. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at some tie dye on our lampshade, <laughs> and Babers also squirted it on our wall. Yeah, we. Uh, but it came out. Yeah, and no, that was fun too. Yeah, but that was pretty funny. It was funny. It was kind of like a tie dye explosion. Like it just went <laughs> everywhere. It's kind of nerve wracking. It is, because, like, normally you would do that outside, but since it's about 900 degrees outside, yeah. um, we weren't about to do that, so we were carefully doing it on our kitchen table. Yep. Um, but it, it turned out well. I think everyone's All of ours. Yeah. All I haven't four. seen Alicia's yet, but... Oh, it's in the... In the group chat. Yeah. I was scooping litter boxes. I did not, <laughs> I did not see the group chat. <laughs> yes. No, they all came out great. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. No, that was a lot of fun. That's like a hidden memory from childhood that yeah. I like was, I want to do it again I was mm-hmm. afraid to put like too much dye yeah and like mine can. almost like needs more dye yeah it came out pretty cool no it did I we used to love tie-dyeing back in the day but I remember it was very much like an adult driven activity it was like <laughs> the kids were not allowed to touch the dye do the yeah. dye it was kind of like a watch from a distance experience yeah that's a definite outdoor activity for children yeah but it was good it was a good way to have fun and stay cool in the yeah. in this ungodly heat. Yep. Um, it was funny too because I heard you talking to your grandmother this morning, mm-hmm. and she was saying it felt like fall up there, and I was like, as if I know, like, I like end of July in yeah. the south, and Maine is already getting chilly. But that makes sense though, because I remember the first time I went to Maine, it was like August, mm-hmm. and it was chilly. And I remember it got dark that night, and I was like, your mom had to give me a sweatshirt because <laughs> I was freezing because yep. I had no idea that like it got cold during the summer anywhere. <laughs> it sure does. It sure does. Yep. Yeah. Let's see. What else have I been doing? Hmm. Not a whole bunch. Working. Work. Schooling. Which you are done for the year. Praise the Lord. I am done. That's good stuff. I am so excited. Yeah, I know. I cannot wait to not be in a course. (laughs) (laughs) I and chapter one of the dissertation is in. That's awesome. For review. So um, just like 80 more chapters to go and then we'll be there. But But you are halfway. I am halfway through. Yep. Being a doctor. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. That's pretty cool. That will be a weird experience for sure because my parents have always been Dr. the doctor, right? And so I feel like if anyone called me, that'd be like, like what? <laughs> like me? 
So, yeah, it's I'm ready for a break. It always comes at a good time, like end of summer to yeah. fall. And I feel like when you're just kind of like on your last like nerve with the school. Oh, hello. <laughs> um, it's like ending. It's and true. So then you get a break and then like the holidays will be here before we know it. And yes. it just gets busy and... It's just a good time not to be having to deal with school. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Um, I feel like I'm missing something, but I don't know what it is. No, we're, we're pretty boring. We are. We. I mean, I, I don't know why we thought we were special enough to have a podcast because <laughs> it's not like we do that much. Um, but no, it's just trying to stay cool, trying to get through summer. I'm just ready for summer to be done. I'm, oh yeah. I'm over too. it. Yeah. Me too. For sure. My least favorite holiday or not holiday season. <laughs> My least favorite season as well. Yeah. Why do we love it? Why do we love It's just Charleston. If Charleston, 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 I can't talk today. If Charleston could be fall year round at this, it would make it perfect. Yeah. I'm like, I need to know the place on earth where it is like 60 degrees year round. Like, tell me yeah. where that is. If you live somewhere that is roughly around 60 degrees all the time, you let, let us, us know. Because I, I could be interested in <laughs> moving there. <laughs> Our ears are open. Yeah, I'm, I'm open to that opportunity. <laughs> yes. Yes, ma'am. All right, you want to get into it? Sure, might all as right. well. Do you want to... I feel like this is kind of just a, a good old-fashioned... We're talking about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Haunted. <laughs> Haunted, Haunted things. Stuff. Well, we kind of both went in our own... We picked, you know, just a haunted whatever. But yeah. We went to two very different places. Mm-hmm. You stayed home. Yep. I kept it local with Charleston. And I packed our bags. And yep. since we're going to be going here soonish. Yeah, next spring. Yep. March. Yep. Like March or April. Yeah. Um, I chose to go back to Barcelona. Hey. Spain. One of our favorite places. Yes. Fun fact, that is where we went on our honeymoon. Yep. So, yeah, no, I'm excited because I honestly do not know a lot about, like, haunted places in Spain. Well, so now we found, I found a few, and when we go, I They're definitely... They're going on the list. Yeah, I definitely want to check them out. I gotcha. Yep. Well, good stuff. Do you, well, I mean, how many do you have? I have one tiny one, one still kind of tiny one, and then, I guess, another tiny one. <laughs> I have three. Okay. <laughs> I have two. Okay. Um, so would you like to start? Or would sure. You That'll start? probably be. Okay. Uh, we can't talk this morning. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize for all of this mess. Blubbering. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Well, I already forgot how to say this word. <laughs> what was it? Uh, the um, yeah. Mira years. Mira years. I'm going to get my Spanish lesson in today. You are? It's Carrere Dell's Mira years. Mira years. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Not here for the quality content, this, folks. This episode is sponsored by Duolingo. <laughs> yes. So this is actually a street. Okay. The name yep. of a street yep. in Barcelona. Um, and so this story kind of starts with a Spanish poet. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people argue that he is one of the greatest poets in Catalan literature. Okay. Um, he was born May 17th of 1845 and died June 10th of 1902. Okay. Um, he, I get, where is his name? <laughs> uh, He's so famous. He just doesn't even need a name. He doesn't. Well, I know his nickname. It was the, the Prince of Catalan Poets. Oh, that guy. 
I'm not. Keep talking because I'm literally Googling it because I swear I put it on here. <laughs> and this is the professionalism and the rigor of Ghoul Friends podcast, folks. Never oh, going to get less. Jacint Verdigour. Okay. Okay. Back to it. All right. Now I swear know. I had it on here. I swear. Fair enough. It happens. <laughs> Um, as I was like talking, I'm like, wow, I haven't even said like what his name is. <laughs> okay. He was born May 17th of 1845 and died June 10th of 1902. Okay. Um, like I said, the Prince of Catalan Poets was his like nickname. nickname. Okay. Um, so he then decides that like he's not badass enough. He was going to become a priest. Oh, um, so he sure. was ordained on September 24th of 1870. Okay. Um, he was really well known and liked, um, but then quickly got stripped um, of his office as priest for performing exorcisms in his house. DIY exorcisms. DIY exorcisms. Yikes. That's something you don't yeah. want to do yourself. So enter Career del Mediers. Mm-hmm. Um, the street is where he lived. He okay. was in house number seven mm, on that okay. street. Um, so apparently he kind of awoke some not so good spirits and demons that stayed in the house and okay. are apparently still in the house. Mm. Um, and they also have spilled out onto like the street. Oh, okay. So it's that street is just not, we can walk by it, but I'm not walking down it. Fair enough. I'll accept that. Yeah. Um, people don't like the street. It's just sure. not a good feeling. Yeah. Um, the house just kind of is eerie and just kind of creepy looking. Is it like, does someone live there now? I like, couldn't can... find if someone did. Oh, okay. Um, but it's in a busy street. It's right off from La Rambla. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty busy area. So my guess is probably something yeah. is there. Sure. Um, so at the beginning of the street, and this is pretty creepy looking, um, I'll show you a picture. Okay. And you can Google it too if you want to see it. There's on the corner of one of the buildings a woman's face and it's made out of like concrete and her eyes just look like super creepy and Oh. And I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. Hello. Um some people believed that the face is like one of the demons in the house. Mm. Um okay. but apparently that's not necessary. That's most likely not true. In the Middle Ages, it was um, common to see these faces on the sides of buildings to um, kind of show that they were brothels. Oh, okay. Um, yep. So it's just more of a woman's face to indicate that. Indicate. That's the word I was looking for. Um, so most likely not a demon, but it kind of looks a little demonic. A little sketchy. So it doesn't really add to the like. Yeah, it doesn't help. It doesn't. <laughs> it does not help. Not Sorry. on the side of that street. No. Ooh. Um, so yeah, haunted creepy house so, and slash street so we'll walk by the street but we're yeah. not going down i'd like to see the face but i don't want to walk down the yeah way. fair enough so yeah. we'll have to bring our sage to spain <laughs> yeah <laughs> come bring the uh sage spray with us yeah for sure yeah that's a good one we'll have to put that on our list yes things we're gonna go all see. three well not the third one but i gotcha okay yeah cool that was number one all that right. was my little bloop. little one okay um, are you ready for mine? I am, and I see what you're going to talk about, and I'm pretty stoked. And I, I was thinking about it, and I actually don't think we've talked about this before. It's hard because we've done so much in Charleston. Yeah. Um, and I don't, like, want to be redundant, but um, I don't really think we've talked. I know the second one I, we have not talked about before. This one, though, I thought we had, but I really don't think so. Okay. So it's a good one. Um, so I'm talking about the Dock Street Theater which is one of the most well-known. Um, it's kind of when you Google Charleston, you will see pictures of this. Yep. It's a beautiful theater. 
Um, it's located at 135 Church Street downtown. Um, just to kind of give you a sense, too, it's very close to St. Philip's Church, mm-hmm. which is, um, we've talked about it before, it's the photo that was taken in the cemetery of the woman kneeling over the grave. That's St. Philip's, just to kind of orient us. Um, And it's known as America's First Theater, and it's because it was the first building in the U.S. that was built only for theatrical performance. That's super cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Charleston just hitting all these firsts, man. Yep. It's an old-ass city. Fun fact, my brother's ex-girlfriend worked there. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact. (laughs) I don't like her, but fun fact. (laughs) I've been there. I've seen maybe like one or two plays there. It's been a year since I've been in there, but um, it's a beautiful theater. Highly, if you were able to go see a show there, please do because I've never been. Yeah, we'll have to see. I think now. I think they're opened Mm -hmm. back up now, so we'll have to see if we can get tickets to something. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun. Um, So to kind of give you some history behind it, the theater originally opened in 1736. But it actually burned completely down in 1740 during the Great Charleston Fire. Oh. Um, so where it stood, uh, they decided to build a hotel instead in 1800. And this was called the Planners Hotel. So it was on the very same site. And for a while, it was kind of like the place to be in Charleston. Like, mm-hmm. you know, rich, elite people stayed there. Um, but as many places did after the Civil War, it kind of fell into disrepair and ruin. Um, but a fun fact about this that I kind of found a little wild... When it was still the Planners Hotel, a man named Junius Booth stayed there, and he was an actor, and you may say, like, that doesn't sound very familiar. I don't know who that is. He was the father of John Wilkes Booth, like oh, the John Wilkes yeah. Booth. yeah. So it had a lot of uh, maybe not as well-known celebrities, yeah. but it was a very um, popular hotel in its time. Okay. So just to give you a little fun fact about that. Um, so like I said, after the Civil War, it kind of fell into disrepair. Uh-huh. The city didn't really know what to do with it. Um, but in the 1920s to 1930s, the city of Charleston actually purchased the lot and the building, which was kind of crumbling at this point. Um, and on November 26, 1937, it was reopened and refurnished as the Dock Street Theater. Okay. So it kind of went from theater, hotel, to theater again. Um, so today, Still in the same spot? Yes. Like as the original? Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. It has not ever moved. It's gotcha. just been demolished and rebuilt again. Yep. Got it. Um, so the city of Charleston actually <clears throat> still owns the theater today, and I believe the third floor of the building is the cultural affairs um, department for the city of Charleston. So it's used for a lot of different things. Um, and yearly, I saw this statistic and thought this was kind of interesting. It hosts 600 events for 100,000 patrons annually. That's crazy. That's so a lot. I know like with COVID, it's been kind of yeah. shut down, but like normally it is a pretty poppin' place. Yeah. Um, another thing I will tell you that if you're interested in ever visiting Charleston, um, a lot of events are held there for Piccolo Spoleto. And if oh, that's cool. Yeah, you can go to all, they act as a venue. So um, for those that are not familiar with that term, Piccolo Spoleto is a like an arts festival that occurs yearly in downtown Charleston. And I mean, I think it ranges everything from like painting mm-hmm. to theater to singing to instru- like musical instruments yeah. yeah and it's all over the city I think it happens for like a week uh, yeah two. I think it's a week I love it it's a lot of fun it's yeah it's yeah. pretty cool highly recommend if you have a chance to be here during that um, yeah. do it and you make it to go to the dock street to see some of the performances that's cool yeah but we're not here to talk about all the cool things <laughs> in the history, right? Yep. I was waiting for that. <laughs> we're here for the ghost. We came for the ghost. And um, like all the other places in Charleston, Dock Street Theater has a good one of its own. 
Um, probably the most notable spirit that is seen at the Dock Street is a woman, and her name was Nettie Dickerson. Okay. So Nettie was a prostitute in Charleston during the 1800s, uh, like the mid-1800s, and she would kind of frequent the theater. It seemed like that was kind of a common place for mm-hmm. um, female prostitutes to kind of look for clients. Uh, so she would hang around there. Now, this made me shiver in my bones because she was on the hunt for a husband, right? Unfortunately, Lizzo had not come around yet to, you know, empower us that we don't need no man. But (laughs) um, at the time, you know, really the way to get out of, you know, the prostitution industry was to marry. Mm -hmm. However, Nettie was considered kind of unmarriable because she was the ripe old age of 25. And that was too old. Whoa. So I'm like, what are, we're like dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're like rotting fossils. at this point. Like, damn. <laughs> 25? Like, Jeez. it just reminds you how young women were married off, which makes me sick. It is about. pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah. And the, like, life expectancy was a lot younger Lower. too, though. Yeah. I mean, hell, we probably would have been dead by now or considered yeah. like geriatric. <laughs> I think it was like in the year 30s was. Yeah, like, I think if you hit 40, you were like, you were doing something fossils. right. Yeah. I know. And I think about it, I'm like, dang, I feel geriatric sometimes, but crap. So, yeah, poor Nettie, uh, she was deemed too old to marry, and this kind of it made it very difficult for her to find a man who would obviously marry her. So she continued to kind of frequent the theater, and one night she got really just fed up with everything. Mm-hmm. She went out, she bought an expensive red dress, and she went to the theater as a kind of a last-ditch effort to go find her, her husband. Mm-hmm. Well, again, um, with kind of her reputation and her age, it just was not working out. And she got frustrated because... I mean, I get it. If you're, they're calling you old at 25, I'd be frustrated as hell, too. <laughs> yeah. So she went out to the second floor balcony of uh, the building and began screaming, um, kind of in a rage. It wasn't, I didn't see if she was perhaps like drunk or uh-huh. on something. I don't know. But she was just up there screaming. And at one point, she screams out, you can't save me. And I think her intention was to jump from the balcony. Um, but at this very moment, it is said that a this was during a storm, a bolt of lightning struck the balcony and killed her instantly. Oof. Yeah. So, um, Nettie is still seen, are said to be seen wandering around the theater area, often in her signature red dress. Interesting. Said she's still looking for a husband and can't obviously find someone, even in death, and is stuck there. Oh. Yeah. So that's, that's no bueno. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that there. Okay. <laughs> um, was that it? Yep, that was that it. was a good one. I liked yeah, that. Yeah, that was. I, I love Dock Street. I it's, am surprised we hadn't talked about that yet. Me too, a mm-hmm. little bit, because that's like pretty well known around here. Mm-hmm. It's like a haunted spot. Place. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Back ready? to Spain. Back to Spain. <laughs> Fly first class. Um. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who's paying for that? <laughs> Not me, okay. We got to, we'll sit Coach. on the wing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, so this is obviously back to Spain. This okay. is the Grand Teatri Theater. Mm-hmm. This one it's supposed to be Del Lisieux. Okay. Okay. Um, this was founded in 1837. Okay. And you will appreciate this. I do love me a theater, so go on. It was to promote musical education. Ah, warms my heart. <sighs> Yeah, exactly. Yes. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Um, 
current day, it is called the Conservatory Superior de Musica del Lisieux. Okay. Okay. Um, definitely getting my Duolingo. You I are. wish I could count that as my lesson for today. I know. You put it to work there. <laughs> um, so this was a pretty well-loved kind of building and um, just activity, I guess, uh-huh. in Barcelona. Like, everybody sure. enjoyed it. Um, and at one point, it was the biggest opera house in all of Europe Ooh, um, okay. with 3,500 seats. Mm. Um, unfortunately, the original building caught fire on April 9th of 1861 mm-hmm. um, and completely burned down other than the foyer. Okay. It was the only thing that was spared. Yeah. Uh, but they did rebuild and reopened um, about a year later in 1862. Okay. Um, April. Okay. So pretty much a year on the dot. Yeah. Um, and they kept the original four year the same the same as gotcha. the, and just added you know the, the rest, rest of the it. building okay yep um so fast forward a couple 20 years ish um it was opening night apparently there's opera season mm-hmm. i didn't know that there is yeah um it was opening night it was on november 7th of 1893 mm-hmm. um two Orsini bombs were thrown into the opera house. Okay. And if you don't know what an Orsini bomb I don't. Um, is, because I didn't know either, so I Googled it, and apparently it's the equivalent of, like, a hand grenade. Oh, okay. Um, only one of them ended up going off, um, but the one that did go off did kill 20 people. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, obviously, they shut down. Um, yeah. And when they reopened, they never sold the tickets from um, for the seats of the twenty people that were killed, yeah, like they left kind of that oh, okay. for a while. Um, they do now occupy those seats, sure. but yeah. for a long time it was. Um, the other grenade that they had was put into a museum that you can see. Oh, okay. Um, the original. That's cool. Bomb. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, so we're gonna fast forward again. <laughs> um, this is current um, or semi current. <laughs> We were alive. Fast forward to January 31st of 1994. Okay. There was a routine repair of the building. Um, they were, something had sparks. They mm-hmm. were either welding or cutting something that yeah. sparked, a spark flew, hit um, a curtain, and burned. Dang. Again. Can't catch a break here. No. We're seeing a theme here <laughs> of the burning, <laughs> yeah. right? Um. So, basically, the whole thing burns down, mm-hmm. and the new building that they build is the one that's current hmm. now. Okay. Um, and they decided to build on the same property. That's, that's okay. Yep. If I had two big fires, hmm. like, just yeah. not a history, like, let's just move it somewhere yeah. else. Seems like tempting fate, Yeah, but okay. They were going to, but a lot of um, the people in Barcelona said, like, no, like, this is where... Right. The original was. Maybe not like, a great idea. Is, but they did. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they no, did. the people wanted it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we are seeing a not so great kind of history mm-hmm. of either the land or just yeah that space, right? Sure. Okay. So this is not officially confirmed, but there are many rumors from many people um, that it said that the building was used for um, non-public executions. Like, Ooh. if you needed someone Ooh. capped, you went into the opera house, and well, dang. that was a good spot for it. Okay. Um, so, apparently during one of the executions, um, someone had cursed 
the building. Okay. Yep. Right? Um, and so many believe that is why it has such a bad history of, mm. you know, there's bad things happening, fires, yeah. you know, burning it down. Sure. Um, I mean, it burned down twice and yeah. got bombed. It's yeah. Like, not really a good yeah. good thing there, right? Nope. Um, and a lot of people say that when they do go into the building, um, the energy is, like, completely shifted. Mm. Like, they just feel a weird shift in energy. It's kind of heavy, uneasy. Yeah. Um, they kind of get sick to their stomach. Mm. Um, but then as soon as you leave the building, it's, it's fine. fine. Like, everything goes away. You feel absolutely fine. Just, yeah. like, the minute you hit the door. Yeah. Um, so, a lot of people think that's probably from... Just either the bad, just juju of the building or sure. from the, the curse, curse from mm. someone that was possibly executed there. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, I don't think I've ever been to that theater, so mm-hmm. we can absolutely add it to yeah, the list. Sure. We went to one, um, and I do not remember its name to save my life, but it was gorgeous. And we saw a Spanish guitar concert there, and it was incredible. That's so. what you and... Not not my not with me. No, that's yeah. when I was on study abroad. I gotcha. Um, and my I went to Barcelona. And my parents met me there uh-huh. for spring break, and um, we went during that time. And it was I mean it was beautiful, and the music was I mean just yeah incredible. So that's cool. Adding it to the list Add as to well. The list. Want to see that? I remember we were it was on our honeymoon, and we were sitting on La Rambla, and there was that. Um, it's not this theater, I don't believe, but. There was that, remember that big white theater? Yeah, and yeah. we heard the music coming from it. We could it. hear them singing. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen a show or something. Yeah, we'll do better this time planning. Yeah, hopefully so, yeah. yeah. Hopefully we can get we some got, stuff done. We got Jeff and Kathy to help us I'll out I'll say, time. he's a professional. Yeah. He can, he can set us up. Yep. Yeah. No, and I, I will say, too, what you were talking about kind of reminded me of this. Um, when you were talking about people feeling just sick and then immediately better, I, it reminded me so much of the jail, the old jail here in Charleston. Oh, um, yeah. Because, as soon as you leave, yeah, you feel better. I can't usually, I can't get through the gate without feeling immediately really affected. <laughs> no, I'm just do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Okay, let's just be bopping around. <laughs> I remember when we went with you and um, Lindsay. Yeah. And I just, like, started walking, and I turned around, and, like, the two of you were just, like, stopped. You're like, mm-hmm. nope. Like, you guys yeah. could not go any farther. And I was like, dang. It, I have never not had an experience there. Um, I mean, yeah, there was that time where we could barely kind of move, it felt like. Yeah. And then the other time you and I went, and I, like, swear I saw something watch. You were around the building. Yeah, it went from room to room on the top level. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, mm, that's an ominous place. If you want to be scared shitless and come to Charleston, then I s- highly suggest you do the old jail at night because it will um, it will accomplish that task. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, uh, it's creepy. It, that is like easily. If you had to ask me the most haunted area in Charleston, I would hands down say the jail every time. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Yeah. Well, with that in mind, do you want to go back to Charleston? And I'll yes. Do mine. Um, so this is my last one. I have. Um, and this is one I honestly had not read a lot about. I knew of it, but I hadn't really read the history behind it. So this was kind of interesting. Um, so I'm talking about the pink house and this isn't as well known in Charleston. Um, but highly recommend you go look at it. If you're in the area, it's located on Chalmers street, which is obviously downtown. Um, it's actually one of Charleston's two oldest buildings in the city. Um, and it's kind of an example of an area that originally, uh, was very swamp-like, kind of like marshy and muddy. Um, 
and was artificially kind of, they built the foundation for it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we've talked about that before that actually parts of the peninsula have been like man-made to expand the city. And this is one of those examples. Um, so originally the building was, uh, built to be a tavern by a man named John Breton. Um, and it's called the pink house because he used Bermuda stone as his building material, which has kind of this pink hue to it. Okay. Today it's painted to look even more pink. Uh-huh. Um, very cute. It's a tiny little house. Um, so to kind of also give you an idea, Chalmers street today is kind of, it's considered to be in the French quarter neighborhood of the, uh, downtown area. Um, but at the time it was known by another name in the 18th centuries, it was known as lodge alley and it had a much, uh, seedier, I guess, <laughs> seedier <laughs> reputation at the time. So you have to remember too, that Charleston is first and foremost, a port city. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact for those of you that didn't know, Charleston was the original capital of South Carolina for many years because mm-hmm. of its location on the port. And it was moved inward to protect the capital city, um, in case of attack. So um, sailors often frequented, were in and out of downtown Charleston. I mean, it was the fourth busiest port in the colonies. Yep. So when the sailors would come into port, uh, usually they were kind of looking to have a good time, have a little party, <laughs> um, get some food, drink a lot, do whatever they wanted to do. Yep. Um, taverns were a really big business at that time, especially in that area. The Pink House was one of those ta- or, um, you know, one of those taverns. Okay. The other thing they like to do is they um they they like to. Uh, Let's see. They like to uh, visit the prostitutes. That was another big uh, industry in Charleston at the time. I like to drink and I like to have sex. (laughs) That's kind of the vibe. Uh, So a lot of these taverns also kind of doubled as brothels. And usually the bottom of the house was the tavern and the top part was kind of the brothel part. Um, At the time, many of the owners that owned these taverns slash brothels... Hired or, you know, a a lot of these women were enslaved, which, I mean, there's so much wrong with all of this. But they were also kind of, aside from working at the tavern, they were expected to work as essentially prostitutes or sex workers. Um, So, obviously, there's a lot of bad things that were happening in that house specifically. A man named Thomas Coker owned the Pink House in the 1750s. Um, Its ownership history is kind of, it's a lot of those records are either destroyed or not legible so we're, it's not unclear who kind of owned it through the years okay we know thomas coker was the most prominent owner of the pink house in the 1750s and by the 18th century the area um was pretty much known as the charleston's red light district okay so um it, it's not as cute as it was <laughs> like it is today just yeah. to, just to tell you um but by the ha- like second half of the 19th century um the pink house and the other taverns in the area kind of began to deteriorate as more port cities opened Um, business ones, you know, kind of went elsewhere. I think this is also when piracy was really at its highest. Mm -hmm. So the industry kind of just started to decline. Um, So it kind of fell into disrepair. It was later restored by a couple named Mr. and Mrs. Victor Morowetz. Um, And this was at... (laughs) What? Morowetz. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Thank you for that. You're married to a 13-year-old boy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, (laughs) I'm aware. Um, so by 1946, it had become a publishing house and a gallery for artists. Um, and it's pretty much remained a gallery ever since. Various visiting artists or resident artists have occupied it. Mm-hmm. And today, if you go see it downtown, it is still a gallery today. So you can actually go in and walk around. Oh, that's cool. Um, but obviously, with its dark history, there are a lot of hauntings yep. that occur here as well. 
Um, so most commonly, female a female apparition is often seen on the third floor of the home, and she appears to be in kind of period clothing, and she tends to pace back and forth. They kind of see her walk from one side of the house to the other, as if she's almost maybe waiting for someone. And maybe this was one of, you know, the prostitutes that worked in the brothel back then. Okay. Um, other things that happen is that locked windows will open themselves. Nice. Footsteps are often heard going up and down the stairs. Nice. And people often feel like when they're standing in the stairwell that they're being watched. Nice. And that is like the most eerie feeling. <laughs> yeah. I mm-hmm. absolutely hate that. Yeah. You know, it's like the hairs on the back yeah. of your neck you stand to up. Snap back. And like, Ooh, yeah, it's like it the worst. Yep. I just, no. Uh, the other fun part about kind of the pink house is that there is an urban legend that Anne Bonnie may haunt it as well. And if you don't know who Anne Bonnie was, she was a very famous female pirate in the Charleston area. Mm. And I just think, I kind of think female pirates are like bad pretty badass. Pretty yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm here for that. That's pretty dope. Um, I would be a pirate if I could. Yeah. Oh, you absolutely would be a pirate. <laughs> I, could, I would see that. Um, so, to give you a little history about Anne, she was the illegitimate child of a man named William Cormack um, and his not wife, Mary Brennan, who was his housekeeper. Um, Anne was born in Ireland in 1697, but the shame of having an illegitimate child really kind of drove them to leave Ireland and come to the the U.S. or the New World, as it was at the time. So they moved to Charleston, as I said, to kind of escape the stigma, and her father ended up buying um, land here in Charleston. So Anne's mother, Mary, died when she was probably in her teenage years, and this is really when Anne kind of started to rebel and do whatever she wanted to do instead of what she was expected to do. Um, she married a pirate named William Bonnie when she was 16, and this got her kicked out of her own home. And pretty much at this point, her and William kind of traveled all through the Caribbean, kind of got into a lot of trouble on their way. Um, her story is very detailed, so if you want to learn more about her, definitely look it up. Um, she ended up actually spending some time in a Jamaican prison at one point. Dang. Um, but she did eventually get back to Charleston, and she died here in the city on April 25th of 1782. Jamaican is spooked over here. Exactly. <laughs> But it said that she may have been around the uh, the pink house. I mean, it would make sense. This was a frequent area for pirates, okay. yeah. so who knows? Maybe it's Anne up there pacing around. We don't mm. we don't know. But um, yeah, that is the uh, the pink house on Charleston. I don't think Street. I've ever seen her. You've probably seen it without realizing you've seen it because we've walked down that street before. Okay. Um, next time we're downtown, I will. We yeah. can walk over that way. I'll show it to you. Cool. The only yeah. thing I can think of that's pink is that church. It's like all in my head. Oh, that's the French Huguenot Church. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's kind of in that area, though. You're not far off. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Good one. Thank you. Yeah, it was a good one. What you you got? Well, this is not a haunting. This is just a very creepy um, trigger warning. There's children involved in this, and it's pretty gruesome. Okay. Um. So, if you don't want to listen to that, now is the time to fast forward. Okay. Got it. Um. Okay. So this. It's not haunted. Like I said, it's just creepy, kind of, woo, gives you the the heebie-jeebies, but I had to throw it in here. Um, So I'm kind of just saving this bad boy for for last to just leave you with a good... Creeped out feeling. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, Okay. So this is the Vampire of Barcelona, a.k.a. Vampire of El Raval. Okay. Okay. Um, her name was Enriqueta Marti. Okay. Okay. 
She was alive during the 1800s. Um, and she was a servant for a really wealthy family. Okay. Um, she didn't get treated very well, made sure. no money. Yep. Not a good right situation. Yeah. She just was not really happy. So yeah. she was like, okay, maybe I'll become a prostitute. I can make some good money that I way. I feel like that has been a, a central theme <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> um, so basically she just starts prostituting mm-hmm. and kind of is realizing and here's the just gnarly ish part um that a lot of her clients just really enjoyed the younger the better ew okay. um yeah yes. so she started kidnapping children oh God. um and then would sell them to the rich clients that wanted mm-hmm. very young that's awful on so many children. levels yeah, that's the trigger warning okay it doesn't get aptly named yeah it's, nope. it's not going to get better either so okay <laughs> um so yeah she's kidnapping them selling them um and then if one couldn't be sold it's like just sounds wrong talking about it because it's awful but yeah, yeah um if she couldn't sell one of them um she would murder them oh. and would use their blood to put into a special lotion and to, into special uh, medications that you take and would sell them and kind of Ugh. proclaimed that, you know, these were the cure-alls for any kind of issue that Ailments. you were having. Um, this pill would help you. This lotion will help you. Um, and she became very successful Gross. at that um, okay. and actually became <laughs> pretty wealthy off from it. That's awful. Um, it's terrible. Um, she did this for over 20 years. Jeez. Um, and so fast forward to 1912, um, somebody kind of tipped the police, you know, tipped Mm -hmm. her off to the police and they kind of went into her home. Mm -hmm. Um, and her home was on Carrera de Joaquin Costa. Um, and this is in the Raval district of Barcelona. Um, they found remains of children in mm. her home, so Ugh. she was immediately arrested, yeah. taken to jail, um, and she did not make it to her trial. Um, she was in jail for less than a year before inmates murdered her mm. um, gotcha. in jail. Mm. Yikes. That is... That is the vampire of Barcelona. That is disturbing on many, many levels. Horrible. Horrible. That but is. I was like, I gotta throw that in there. Sure. It's pretty creepy. And That's giving me, like, Elizabeth Bathory... Mm, vibes. Yep. That's a good. Yeah. We should revisit that topic we did, yes, as well. We I think we briefly talked about her once. Yeah. In the very beginning, but that's what that's kind of what the vibe was. It was giving me those thought. Ugh. But oh God. Awful. That is awful. Yeah. That's a very heavy note to end the show on. I, you know, I'm kind of regretting that now. <laughs> I should have started with that one. <laughs> tapered off but yeah. yeah did you is the house that she lived in like did you see anything about if it's still occupied I didn't or? I didn't I ended it because it was enough but yeah um, interesting it did it has the street name so I'm sure if I dug a little more you could find it could maybe find it yeah I'm not interested no that's not one I care to care to go visit at all you know Ugh. but it did not that story specifically but reading about Barcelona seeing pictures of Barcelona I'm yeah. so stoked to go back yeah, I no, want to find absolutely. that park that we just stumbled upon. Oh, and go yeah, back there and show like because there was nobody there. Like no, Kathy and Gabby, mm-hmm. kind of that park. Yeah, I want to do the um the cable cars again. That yeah, went up that mountain where we found the park. Yeah, like that was a lot of fun. That was so fun. Barcelona's just a really cool, really cool city. I'm excited. It's visit. my first place to like return to abroad, yeah. so that'll be cool. Yeah, 
Look at you becoming a little world traveler now. I know. <laughs> it's going to be fun. And yeah. it's kind of, we're going to make it like as a celebration for our, because this year is our five-year wedding anniversary. Yeah, that's wild. So how... How fitting how that we fitting go back. How fitting to go back, yeah. No, I'm really excited. It's going to fly, too. I mean, oh, it's yeah. our, like August, practically. I'm yeah. like, how did we get here already? Six months. I know. That's fun. That that's crazy. I'm ready. Yeah, I know me too. I'm ready. <laughs> Can we go now? <laughs> I know. I'm I'm so ready to to fly again as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, well, I'll be dreaming of it in the meantime. Yeah, we too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything else we want to talk about before we start our wrap up? I don't think so. I think putting a poll up. So go onto the Instagram. Yeah. Put a poll and start thinking about what. You want to hear yeah. for Big 100. For episode one. Subjects, yeah. Tell us what you want, and uh, we'll do our best to put it together. I will say, too, I put out a call last week for more listener stories. Oh, we got We got some. one yesterday. Yep. We're trying to convince our friend Bailey to write hers yep. to send in, and then you want to talk about yours. Yep. So I think if we get one or two more from y'all, we could probably do another listener story episode. Dope. So please, please, please send those in. Yeah. Because they're all crazy. They are crazy, and we love hearing them. We do, and like it just it blows my mind sometimes, <laughs> yeah. like y'all's stories, truly. Truly. So, yeah, keep sending them in. We'd love to have them, and we'd really like to do another episode because those are the best. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Come visit me. I got a lot of Facebook I um, feel like, likes yeah, this week, have. so keep, keep them coming. Keep that up. <laughs> and keep sending me your animal pictures. Yes, because we love them. Not trying to just be mean, but no snakes. No, thank you. No lizards. No reptiles. Caitlin was terrified of a baby frog, so reptiles and amphibians are not quite her thing. Cats, dogs, horses, llamas. Perfect. Gazelles. Yep. (laughs) That'll work. Yes. Cool. You can find us on Instagram as well at Ghoul Friends Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at ghoul underscore friends. And if you would like to send us an email and please send us a listener story, you can do that at ghoulfriendspodcast at, or ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Um, remember with your listener stories, if you do want to be left anonymous, please note that. So we are sure to honor it. Um, and I feel TikTok. like we do have a TikTok. You're right. At ghoulfriendspodcast. It is literally all like animal TikToks. <laughs> Not really that spooky, but it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> so go check that out. Um, and as always, if you'd like to buy some merch, you can do that at ghoulfriendspod.redbubble.com. <sighs> That's always such a mouthful at the I, end. <laughs> I'm always just baffled that you just fly off I like think that. it's just muscle memory at this yeah, point. it rolls off the tongue. Um, all right. Well, for now, we hope you stay safe and spooky. And we'll see you next week for big episode 100. Hey. In the meantime, I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're your cool friends. Dope. <laughs> <laughs>